0: In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, please be seated. So happy, all saints, all souls, and anything else you want to put in, because this is a celebration of everything on the wall. And also with the family garden. What a list of saints we've read this morning. you know, in the early church, right, each, each locale in the early church would have people who the community came to believe had a special relationship with God. became a local saints in the church. And as the church grew and spread, those stories of those people, those people the local would spread, and the church developed its calendar of <coughs> saints. And we remember those people today. The saints of the church, people with names like Polycarp and Tertullian and other names that you want to use for your next grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> but we also remember this day, those who are our own loved ones, our own loved ones, the commemoration of all souls. And I think increasingly, the church is thinking about you know, how uh, there are those that the church is held in high esteem as, as people that we might strive to be like in some way. But we also recognize the saintliness among those who are just our family and friends. Those who inspired us in some way, they'll never show up on a calendar anywhere, but they were in some way inspirations to us, and they are the saints of our own families. And then we also remember those among us who are perhaps not yet saints. Saints in the making. We remember that every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. (laughs) Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. In our reading from Revelation, John reminds us, right, that salvation belongs to God and to the Lamb. To God and the Lamb. Salvation belongs to God and the Lamb. Salvation is what God does. Making saints is what God does. Eternal life is what God does. It's not what we do. It's what we give thanks to The story of a man who died and went to heaven, and who does he meet at the pearly gates? It's St. Peter, right? It's always Peter. (laughs) Peter. So St. Peter is there, and and, uh, the man approaches and goes, well, it looks like I'm at the place I wanted to go, and he goes, well, wait a second, there's a little quiz before you can come in. You've got to get at least 100 points to get to the pearly gates. So... I'll give you a chance to think and then tell me all the good things you did in your life. And there were different points, and you have to get at least 100 points. The guy said, well, okay, let's start here. I was married to the same woman for 50 years. I was faithful to her the whole time, and I loved her with all my heart. And St. Peter says, well, that's really good. Two points. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Two points. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Well, I, um, I started a soup kitchen for the hungry. Peter says, Oh, well, that's really good. One point. Goes, wow, one point? Okay, we'll keep going. We've got three points now. 97 to go. Because goes, Well, I was a lifelong faithful church member. And i served many ministries of the church, including on the vestry and a senior warden. And Peter says, oh, that's really good. One point. And the guy's going, really? Really? It's only by God's grace that I'm going to get in here. And Peter said, bingo, come on in. (laughs) And we remember that on a day where we remember the saints of the church the church in some way elevates above the rest of us mere mortals and sets them as an example for us that yes they are an example to us but for them as well as for us it is always by God's grace that we're given eternal life. you don't have to be Ignatius of Loyola You don't have to be St. Teresa of Avila. You don't have to be St. Francis. Because even with all the wonderful things they did and they show us, even for them, it's the grace of God that matters, even for them. Which should give us a great deal of hope. In our own striving for holiness, in the end, we know that it is God's work that matters. That it's God's mercy and God's benevolence and God's love for us that matters more than anything we do, than anything we do. It's a story that I came across recently. I think it's a wonderful practice. Peter Kreef is describing this burial liturgy for the nobility of Austria. They still have a royal family. There's still royal families in Europe. And so they have all these various titles that they give to the emperor. They still have an emperor of Austria. Maybe that comes in handy sometime. I don't know. Can invade somebody gotta have your emperor. So there's an emperor of Austria who is also given these multiple of titles. King of Hungary, Duke of (coughs) Maynard. Earl Sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. When the emperor dies, and they take the emperor to the basilica for the burial service, the people, the people are the ones who escort the emperor to the basilica, and when they get there, the doors are closed. And they pound on the door, and the abbot from the other side of the doors says, "Who is it?" not it great when I have your own burial service? You come to the doors and you knock on it. They go, "Well, who's there? <coughs> who's there?" And so they announce that it's the emperor. This is Emperor Karl of Austria, wow. Earl of Sandwich, Duke of Mayen. titles that that person held in life. And after they finish with this litany of all the titles, the voice from inside the church says, we don't know him. We don't know him. (laughs) Who is it? They knock again. Who is it? This time, it is Carl the Emperor, who has accomplished all these things. And it's a litany of all the achievements of that person. And again, the voice from inside the church after they're done, (coughs) the voice says to them, we don't know him. We don't know him. Third time, there's a knock. Who is it? It is Carl. A mortal and a sinner, and they say, "Come on in, come on in." Yeah, you know, we've got this box that we use for our um, burial services when we have what, the remains, ashes. It's a box that everybody uses. It's a common box, and it's covered by a common garment, a pall, and everyone gets the same. Everyone is dressed the same for their burial. Because in God's eyes, we are not emperors or paupers. We're not the accomplished or those who have yet to accomplish anything. But in God's eyes, we are all God's children. And so we share a common box. And we share a common hall no matter what your status is in life god sees us all as the same salvation belongs to the one who is on the throne i think it's important to remember on days where we remember the saints of the church and those who are not yet saints that no matter what you are in the eyes of god you have the same status children of god days like this we also remember those we've lost and the grief that's associated with them, and the longing to see them again. And we remember that one day we will see them again, because they are already alive with our Lord. The story of a woman who lost her child. And in her great grief could not become reconciled to that loss of that child. It was too much almost for her to bear. (laughs) But she had heard that there was a great prophet who could raise the dead. And so this broken-hearted, grieving mom went searching far and wide, and she finally found that great prophet. And went to him pleading, I know that you can raise the dead. I know that you can give my child back to me. Please help me. And so the prophet said, okay, here's what I will do for you. If you bring me this one thing, I will bring your child back from the dead. I want you to bring me a handful of rice. Noah thought, a handful of rice? That seems easy enough. And he said, but wait, there's something else. It has to be from a household that has not experienced death.
1: And so the woman went out on this task, hoping that she could find a place
0: that had not been touched by death. She'd come to a house, she'd knock on the door, and she she would ask them, is everyone here, is anyone missing, are any of your seats empty? And house after house, they would point to their table and say, well, that chair is where Joe used to sit. And over here, this is where Mary used to sit. And she went far and wide, and every house she came to they had experienced loss. But her spirit grew in that. She came to understand that her own loss did not make her alone. But her loss connected her with seemingly everyone else. (laughs) People have lost husbands and wives, children at far too young an age, beloved partners that we spend our lives with who were taken from us in our later years, everyone has lost someone. Everyone. In that, she came to understand that, yes, she lost that child, but it made her part of the human family. <clears throat> this is the human condition, that we lose our family members. But our faith tells us that because God is faithful, Because God is the one who promises salvation. Because he proved it by raising his own son. And our faith tells us that because he is alive, those that we have lost are not dead, but are alive. We have hope. We have hope. That continuing through this life, one day we will be reunited with them. With those who are already considered saints. With those who were emperors. With those who perhaps like us, are not well known, one family with one God, amen.